I uh, spent last night with Brad Anderson. That's all I'm going to say. I, I was I was monitoring because does, does my spouse know that or <laughs> put the kid to bed? She did her fractions <laughs> and then I went over to Brad's and let's just hang out. I uh, I was monitoring. It's Tuesday night, so around our region and, and if you're a sports director or a brand manager or colleague, speak, if you're in our business, you, you kind of got to stay on top of as much as you can. You know, this is the world we live in. So I'm I'm trying to monitor like three or four different games, and I'm going around. I've got Brad on, and, and and you know he's got Oak Grove and Kindred in volleyball, and I'm taking a look at like all the Minnesota playoffs that are going on and seeing who's going to win, and so on and so forth. And then it's like I don't know. It's like closing. You always feel like the ten o'clock feel, you know, especially if you get up early, and, and my alarm's going to ring at four thirty nine, whether I like it or not. But it's a I get that ten o'clock feel, ten thirty feel, mm-hmm. and and I'm I'm like it's getting close to that. And I listen to him going, is Brad still on the air right now? <laughs> and you were, I'm like, Brad's got to be the last guy doing sports in the in the region because you're game. And it was obviously a good volleyball. Oh, match, it was, it, was it was fun. Uh, but yeah, it was it. They were Kindred was close to being up two nothing, and uh, they had won the first set, never trailed, and they uh, had some opportunities in the second set, and that was close to being two nothing, and how. Yeah, how that would have ended if it had been that way, who knows? But right. yeah, and then Oak Grove comes back and I mean, wins two and three. And I mean, yeah, we won extra points in, in the, the set fifth. two and in the fifth. Oh, the, the second one did two. That's 30 right. 30 to 28. That's right. Oh. Yeah, there were two evenly matched teams. They played 10 times, they'd split. I was kind of tired. Listen, I mean, I was like, it's, it's exciting to listen to. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I feel like I've, I'm, I played this thing listening to it. It was a great call. Yeah. And you could just tell, you know, because in your your voice, you, you know, I think like Burner must have hit one that maybe creeped over and then that falls. She and- kind of pushed it over down the line and, yeah, just got it out of the reach of the uh, the back row specialist there. The, I, I'm like you, and not just because, you know, the, the Twins play, but um, I'm a I'm – a, I'm a volleyball junkie. I'm just mm-hmm. a sucker for good uh, good volleyball and, and rallies. It is one of those sports, Brad. That yeah. it's 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 fun to call. It's fun to spectate. It's even if you don't have a pony in a race, it's fun to watch good ball, right? Yeah. I, oh, I agree. It's uh, very entertaining. Um, you know, there's a lot of lot of teamwork there, and it's not always you don't always have to hit the hardest, or you know, I mean, it's that it's sometimes it's just teams that mesh well together that sometimes are the oh. best, and uh, and uh, you really had both those teams. I mean, Burner the big night for Kindred, but uh, Oak Grove is. Got a you know good mix of players, and you got Michaela Hestalin, formerly Michaela Purnell, former Bison player, and right. she's done a good job with that program this year. And and um, you know Kindred's kind of reloading after losing a, a good, of course, a great group of athletes, and they they got a scrappy uh, scrappy group. They're fun to watch. I've got a, I, I was telling Brad before I came in today, we got a full show today. Troy Manner, we joining us. Great to talk with Troy. Uh, great coaching mind, and, and obviously uh, they've been around sports, children, all of that. So Troy beyond Shanley's got a, a nice matchup with Minot High. I'm, I'm a fan too of their coach and Chauncey Hendershot. We had a game of theirs last week against West Fargo. So I love this matchup that you'll be calling on Friday night uh, between Shanley and Minot. Uh, so Troy will join us and and uh, my man D. Look, Darren Looker, who <laughs> yeah. uh, you caught uh, another great uh, sports broadcaster, and and he is on that crew with with certainly Tim Hennessy with UND Hockey and Travis Dunner on Travis Dunn. And uh, Darren was was uh, the analyst in the color commentary uh, for UND Hockey, and he was in Minnesota. They get Darren's thoughts on that. And then, of course, it's, it's, it's Hall of Fame game this weekend in Vegas. So kind of get picked D-Look's brain a little bit about what that scene is going to be like in Las Vegas. Uh, T-Dunn will join us, I'd imagine, Friday, too. So we'll kind of, as we get closer to that, do that, but uh, get Darren's perspective 
on that. Here was the impossible question. Not impossible, but it really forces me to make you do homework, everybody, and tuning into the Jack Michaels show. But sometimes it's fun, and sometimes it's off the top of your head. And and we're kind of knee-deep into uh, you know the, the prep scene, too, with all the, the games going on. And I asked Brad... You know, with the Phillies being a, a, a like a sixth seed, I guess, if you will, this year, and mm-hmm. it's been a few years since they won a World Series. Hi, Chris Coast, if you're tuning in. Uh, you know, yesterday we talked about the anniversary of the Twins winning their first World Series, 1987. They won, uh, you know, another one in 91 and haven't since. So on those lines of, of if you look at, at, at who's remaining right now in North Dakota football playoffs – and and Minnesota obviously has still got many games to go, but even Minnesota football playoffs. Um, if if you were to just pick one to root for, because they never have or haven't in a while, what school or in some cases I guess co op would be the would be the one you go for? I know that's a loaded question. Three five two seven zero is a text club, and certainly you don't have. To play around if you're not but if you're from one of those areas that says hey it's a great question we haven't we've never won jack this is why you should root for us so you know convince someone you know why that they are the underdog in their particular class and tournament brad and and, you know you and i i think combined to probably broadcast it you know 60 some years together you know off and on 50 whatever it is i'm I'm older than you are but but i i was thinking about that coming in to the the uh, studio and and I don't know. I mean, if you just went um, because the Spuds have have well, I don't want to use de facto, but they had the big record during the, they the had kind of the mythical championship yeah, two years ago, which I'll right. give to them. I mean, like, yeah, yeah I mean, why yeah. not? You know, right? I mean, so I give well, the Spuds that. But eighty seven, they won the uh, state title. Okay, so that that's it's been a while. Yeah, that's been a while. I mean, I, I on the Minnesota side, of, and there's so many. It's such a big state, but if we just keep mm-hmm. it in our region, I guess. You know, I mean, the New York Mills of the world, um, the the Breckenridges, yeah, I mean, of the world. The, you know, the, like Mills made it last year, and that was kind of a surprise. And and yeah, Breckenridge too. You know, Barnesville. It's been a while. Yeah, well, Barnesville's been Barnesville's been down there a few times. Yeah. They've been kind of a, a regular. They, they've been there, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about winning it all. No, oh, winning the whole thing. Winning okay, the yep. whole thing. Um, like I said, it's 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 a it's something you need. Paper in front of you and then start, mm-hmm. start to go through. I know it's not a tough, but if anything jumps off your off your head today, I'll take it. On the North Dakota side of things, because the state is smaller and it's reduced, Brad, you, you look at, at, at some of these. Um, well, I think this answers one of our questions. DGF has dominated their section, but has not won state in a long time. That's what I wonder. They got to the Dome, or I guess U.S. Bank Stadium. 16 or 17, I think. And last year they got beat in the state quarters. So that's it. Yeah, and you can text in at 35270. That's that's what we got. And, and before it was DGF, you know, was it, did we? I'm trying to remember, like, Glendon Felton had some good teams, 80s maybe, maybe even to the 90s. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not sure if the lo- the Dilworth Locos did. Um, this question, by the way, is yeah, not to, question. to make you not cheer against, like, the Monoman Wobbins because they have. Because <laughs> they Monoma, are good, yeah. Because of the New York Yankees of, of the thing. Another it's, texture says, Frazee, baby. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the Hornets. They, see, that's exactly <laughs> what it went. And, they, and what a game yesterday, 28-22 over Holly. Yeah, yeah, in, in Detroit Lakes. So kudos to Frazee because they're, they're redoing their field, so they've had to play all all road games. Man, so they had to go down the road. They're like the Gary Railcats of '99 mm-hmm. in the in the uh, Northern League at that had, time. Holly had to do that for uh, one year. I think I remember when Ben Ellison was playing. I remember 
Derek and I doing a uh, playoff game for right? uh, another radio station. Uh, it was Barnesville and Hawley at Moorhead High. And uh, Ben Ellison made a one-handed catch in the end zone for the Hawley Nuggets. That goes back a few years. Yeah, well, what he what's he doing now? Oh. What, oh he's a, uh, <laughs> texter says, correction, DGF is number one. Glendon Felton did back in the day. Okay, Okay. so that's what you so, were telling me before I, I was, we came on air. I didn't think DGF had won one. I, I, okay. I didn't think so. But but that's that's kind of what I'm looking at. Okay. What about like the Norman County East Eulen Hitter Dolls? Yeah, that's a good question. They got to, they get to a... You know, it was a few years ago. I can't remember if they got to a state quarter or not. They might have got to the state quarters. I can't recall. I'd have to really maybe uh, even to the dome. You know, on the North Dakota side, um, yeah. Grand, Grand Fork Central has now been to a playoff game in over a decade. Well, I was telling Coach Berg, Mike was it was it was uh, was on the broadcast with the with think UND. Fifteen years. Yeah, I told Mike. I said, boy, you have to go back to the last time maybe you coached because he had some some dominant teams, and it's been a while. You're right. I think he said fourteen. 14 years? I think late 2000s. Um, Oaks is not uh, – I don't believe Oaks has been to a Dakota Bowl. They've had some good teams. They got HCV on, uh, and, on Saturday, and they've they've had some good teams, but I don't believe they've made the Dakota Bowl. Have they won it all, I wonder? I'm, I'm, I've got it right in front of me. I just have to look over there. So that's that's the question. You know, which underdog? Which which are the – who's this year's – Central Cast last football championship, and I do know this too, 1980. Well, they struggled in football for That's a while. That's forty-two years. I mean, they—they're. I can, I early late two thousands into the two thousand teens. They uh, they had some they had some lean years. And again, not to make you root against Belva, but they've had some they've had some success over the years. So Central Cast forty-two years. Yeah, glad I asked the question, now, Brad. They have not been because the, they have not made it a quotable. Um, I don't even know if they've got. Well, they've been, they've been to the semifinals in Double A a few times. You're right on Central. I mean, that's that's a good call. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Oakswood, Oakswood is another one it, too. Would Wapiton fit in this role? Well, well, no, because they went to. Well, hold on. Did they get to a? I don't know if they've got. I don't think Ryan Smith ever got to a Dakota Bowl yeah. when they were good. They got to the semis, but I don't think they ever got to a Dakota Bowl. Or no, they did. Yeah, they did. I'm I'm wrong because uh, I remember calling one of those years. 2013, they played. I think lost to St. Mary's. Okay, I'm that was look. after Ryan Smith was gone. You know what? This is how smart you are. St. Mary's twenty-four, Wabbitton twenty-two. Yeah, I think they were going. If I remember right, because I think that was the year like Milner North Sargent made it, and uh, I think they were going for two to try and tie it, and St. Mary stopped them. I uh, so so it's kind of like the Hump Day underdog. Who do you pull? You know, of the teams remaining in the postseason in high school football on the two sides. I know we reach. You know, a few different states and some Canadian provinces today. I thought that'd be a little, little, uh, little stuff to roll over in your head. Today. I'll give you another one. What do you got? Nine man. Um, it's going to be tough. Surrey. No, I'm not Minnesota nine. Oh, Minnesota nine man. So section four of nine man. You got two of the top teams in the state. You got Wheaton, Wheaton, Herman, Norcross, and Verndale. I will uh, say, how about Rothsay and Verndale? Ooh, little old Ro- little Rossay there, right off of nine ninety four. They beat Hillcrest last night. You know what's so they interesting? They have the uh, task of trying to. Take out Verndale. No, I don't know if they have since, but you know, I, I made a list here, and as you know, I got a booklet of Minnesota champions. Look at the first page, Brad. I just gave you 1972, mm-hmm. and you go down to nine man. Rossay 64, Cotton 12. The Rossay Tigers. How about that? No, uh, I don't ooh, know. This if, is a good text too. What do you got? Out west, Mandan. The nice Braves. Nice call. And Mandan's got uh, good. West Fargo. 
Yeah, like West Fargo in the first round. And then potentially you got Lefty Ferris Field. I've done a few games well, there. Well, now left- it's at the old Story and Bay. If you, that's right. That, complex, changed, is, that complex is beautiful right off the road there in Mandan. But that, that, is, uh, that is good because Mandan has produced a, a lot of athletes. Oh, Elijah Klein. Oh, uh, Steckler. I mean, you can go yeah. down through, you know, the foul kid that went to NDSU and the and baseball player. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, or no. Um, the the Dutenheffer? Yeah, no, I'm just thinking of, uh, not foul. Oh, my gosh. How did the name just uh, just escape me? Bison Pitcher. Uh, signed. Uh, it'll come to me, like, in Friday morning at 3.35 in the morning. But that's a good one. Three five two seven on that. Who's your under? Who would be the underdog to pull for because they have not either been or certainly not won a state title? Man. See, the problem is, Brad, I ask these questions, and it just consumes my brain for the entire rest of the uh the uh, a little slow last night. At, right, not from a from a national. You know, the Wolves were in action last night, but the Wild were. And I'll tell you something about those Minnesota Wild. They may have dropped their first three, but last night was as good as. I mean, Mark Andre Fleury was tremendous last night. Well, that's good because he was he was a little wobbly the first three. <laughs> although the the defense in front of him uh, was, yeah, needs to take some of the blame. I agree. The uh, he was turning away uh, uh, shots. Um, Joel Eriksson Eck. Uh, good. Uh, Duhame was, I mean, it was really, uh, I, I locked into the wild for the most part, a majority of that game yesterday, and they look good. They look sharp. I think you heard as much from Dean Evison on our on our montage at the beginning of this. He almost felt that in his voice, like, this is our team. This is the way we can play. Uh, might have mixed some things up, I think, on some lines or put different groupings together, but whatever it is, uh, they look good last night. But we'll see if they can sustain. I think they got Ottawa coming up uh tomorrow night but that's the wild team that that uh would give you some some promise uh on all of that uh, again today troy mattern uh for shanley uh the shanley head coach and then uh, darren looker coming up in the uh, second half hour we get ready the one thing about the minnesota high school playoffs is i you know north dakota it's a week and then mm-hmm. a week mm-hmm. and then a week i wonder how tough it is on these players on the minnesota side because many of them will play on a tuesday and I'll flip around and plan a Saturday. Tuesday, Saturday, and then usually Thursday, Friday. Right. Depending on what, you're, what venue you're at for your uh, section final. It's it's kind of an odd topic because if you get dinged up and then you're trying to put a game plan in, so today is like whoever needs treatment, get treatment. you know. And then you're putting in, instilling some game plan on a Wednesday if you get time. And mm-hmm. I don't know how that is with the uh, church night thing, what, what the logistics are, practices and all that on yeah, a Wednesday. Minnesota is quite as stringent as North Dakota. I think maybe some places are. Well, they will have some sports. I think there's volleyball playoffs tonight in Minnesota on Wednesday. Oh, okay. So you're yeah. not, not good Good use of the word stringent, by the way. Thank that you. was a good use of the word stringent. <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've, I learned a lot from Scotty Miller and trying to be a wordsmith. <laughs> so, so to turn around and get something in and play on a Saturday, that, that's all good. Uh, so good to have you on board today. We'll step aside. Troy Banner coming up around the corner. Our, our question today at 35270. Uh, is simply that of the remaining teams in the in the Minnesota football playoffs and the North Dakota football playoffs. The um, uh, you know the underdog that you pulled for be, that that just hasn't won it or hasn't been there in a while. Who are those teams? We'll take those and, and the good tech so far. And then uh, our, our our man from the newsroom came in. Uh, just some other house cleaning stuff here. The last Moorhead Spud uh, women's tennis player, girls tennis player, that made the state. Was nine? Did he say nineteen ninety seven? Ninety seven. 
And there's a young lady there that, that we may get a chance to talk to that, that is now back, and that's been a few years. So and no good stuff. We gotta, I love this time of year. We rally it from the collegiate standpoint. The pros are in action, and our prep sports are at a high level. Uh, I, I kind of buried the lead here. Did we miss uh, one? Well, Did we? Well, I was just going to tell you, the, the, uh, the, the three-class proposal, uh, word came out today that uh, the – they they needed sixty percent of support from the schools and they okay. got that number so now they, it goes to now will go the they, board they will send it to the board and and it'll go from there. Hmm. What's your gut tell you? I think it's going to happen. And so, I know there's a few that's, schools. That's, I know of a couple offhand. One I was visiting. One I'm kind of near and dear to my heart. That's that did not that doesn't approve of it. We'll solve anyway. Right. We'll just, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll obviously, we'll, we can we'll, be a whole show. On. Right. We'll lay this out too. But, you know, it's funny how many times this has been a topic of conversation, Brad, and then it just fell flat. You know, it just didn't, it didn't have the gumption, it didn't have the votes, it didn't have the steam. There was so much that came up that, that was just like a dividing, polarizing thing. And now it just feels like now things are a little different. Well, there's the there's the qualifier thing with the private schools that I know is going to has drawn some ire from some of those. Um, so there've there's been lawsuits talked about. I don't know if it will get to that, but I don't know. A lot, St- a lot to unwrap here. Standing in the next few one's weeks. ground kind of thing, don't I you think do? So, yeah. All right, Troy Madden coming up around the corner. Darren Looker yet to come. It's a Wednesday edition Jack Michael Show with Brad Anderson right here on seven forty The Fan. I get it, Brad. I get it. Uh, good to have you on board today in the fifth largest daytime signal in the country. I'm never shocked, but I always, uh, if I'm in western North Dakota where, where I grew up and all that, and someone says, hey, I tune in every day, and I'm like, oh, that's right. You can get the signal in Williston. You know, my mom and her kitchen table is like, listen yep. to the show, son. And then, you know, ADs from, a good big shout out to our friends in Tioga and Minot that are tuning in. Chauncey Hendershot last week uh, said, yeah, I tune in every day. I'm uh, like, oh, there uh, you go. I was going to say, uh, Aaron Schindler from Barnesville says he listens on his new now. Love it. Minnesota, North Yeah, high school ath- athletic director there. So. Troy Manning, when he's done coaching all these great <laughs> athletes and producing, I'd be a good he'd, Troy. Be a good play-by-play guy at a radio guy. He would too. be a terrific well, analyst. <laughs> that's exactly right. Hey, coach of the Shelly Diggins. Hi, Troy. How you doing today? Good afternoon, guys. I'm doing well. How about you guys? Fant- must be a big must be a big week because we get Brad Anderson on the call for our game. Yeah, huh? wow. Well, it's been it a while. Must Boy, be an important game. It's been a while, Troy. I think uh, <laughs> I think probably when you had to, you were still playing, you had to go out to Castleton every other year, probably. So yeah, I, I bet you're probably right. Yep. Yeah, having Brad now back with us over here, I mean, we we pay him double, though, so he's he's, he's being paid. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's paid adequately, thank you. <laughs> You're doing good. So, Troy, this is it. Man, I mean, this, this is the time. If you can't get up now, I mean, I can't help you, right? For the, those fans out there, this is what she's all about. And you've got, an obviously, a pretty good opponent coming to town, right, Troy? Yeah, you know, not, uh, Chauncey's done a great job up there ever since he's taken over, and he's getting that program back to where they've been for many, many years, um, six and three. You know, it's a statewide schedule this year, and there were a lot of good football teams. So to go six and three, that's uh, credit to him. Um, you know, fortunately, I'm sure he's thinking, geez, why do I have to go to Fargo all the time? I know they were here last week, and they got to come again. But, you know, like I, like I told our coaching staff and our players, generally um, you get some mismatches in the quarterfinals in, in the big schools. But I think this year with that statewide schedule and the pairing, you know, th- any game can go any way, and it's uh, – it's a true credit to the level of football that we're playing right now, and and we're excited to and, and have mine at high to Sid Sitchy for the very first time. Yeah, I can say I do. You haven't played him this year. You haven't played him in uh, first time ever. At uh, wow, 
Yeah, we. Uh, I think we're going back to like 2007. I think. Wow. Is the last time we played Minot. Wow, I would, I would do a little digging here before uh, before Friday, as far as that goes. Make you do a little homework there, Brian. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm have to dig back in the history books, but um, you know, I, I'd say that's probably the thing too. And there's been a lot of there was a lot of consternation about uh, the the 11 A and 11 AA, and you know, and uh, the way they split it up with the statewide schedule, which led to a lot more travel. But boy, it's led to a lot of parity in both classes this year. Yeah, no question. You know, like we talked about, if it was a true EDC a WDA we lost all the tiebreakers with Davies and Cheyenne. So we technically would have been the three seed going on the road first round. So obviously the QRF benefited us to be at home for the first game, you know, based on the QRF too, we thought we did enough to get number two, but then they came out with some language that we were not aware of that uh, flipped man down over us, but uh, it is what it is. We can't worry about, you know, semifinals. We know we got a big football game with mine and high on, on Friday to hopefully advance to the next level so or the next round. So head to head, just so head to head, if I understand, kind of trumped some other uh, other factors, correct? Yeah, there's a, a magical formula that if you're within a certain percentage based off of some math, um, if you fall within that, then head to head does come into play, which was the case for us in Mandan and the case for uh, Davies and Legacy as well, which flip flopped them. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, we're learning as we go. It used to be pretty simple where you'd cross, you know, EDC, WDA. That's not the case. So I think probably as coaches, maybe we should do a little more homework on it and see, if, you know, see what it is. And because uh, I think this this sure seems like it's going to be the, the future of, of North Dakota football at the highest level. And, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of pros and cons to it, but uh, we'll go with it. And, um, you know, I know next year we're just flipping the schedule. So it's going to come into play again next year. So, um Best thing is just win your football games when they're in front of you and take care of itself. It's uh, There's your coach right there, folks. Troy Maddard joining us, head coach of Shanley. You know, Shanley's had such, you mentioned Sid Titchy and, and Minot's coming into the stadium and the storied history and, and the, the Shanley football. I mean, we can start talking Marises and Sitchies. It just it goes back a long way. And it's in, interesting, Troy, like every game I've been at or even last week, the topic of conversation sometimes, you usually get one of these questions, and Brad, you probably get this too. And, and Troy, you probably do too, even though it doesn't concern you. It's like, Wow, can you imagine when's the last time Bismarck has never been a you know or, or Century? When's the last time they haven't been all that? And and these are story programs too. And I guess it is shocking a little bit, Troy. But but, but it also is reality. I mean, it, things change sometimes. Not you can't win it every year or be there every year. Obviously, it was eye opening this year with two programs that you just penciled in. Like okay, they're gonna they're they're in the postseason. Yeah, and I know you guys are trying to find your pick to click. Um, Shanley hasn't been in a big school state championship game till, since 1983. Put that you one know, down. I, yeah, so I know we moved down for for a handful of years where we had good success, but when you look at the big school, you know that's where we wanted to get to. We obviously want to get to Dakota Bowl at the highest level. So 1983 is the last time that's happened. And, and as you mentioned too, I think Bismarck High was 1989 since they didn't make the playoffs. Um, Bismarck Century they got in, but you know to have a losing record that's the first time in a long time. That just tells you the quality of play that the state, you know, is this year and the quality of teams that are out there. And like I mentioned before, I think on Friday night, anybody can beat anybody and it's going to be come down to the teams that show up and, and uh, have to perform. You know, with your offense, uh, you know, this time of year, one thing you kind of look at is Mother Nature. The weather's going to look good here. So that that passing offense and uh, and and Michael's got a lot of 
got a lot of he's got a lot of guys to pitch the ball around to, but I know you you, you make an honest attempt to try and run the ball, kind of keep uh, defenses honest here with uh, with Leininger and crew. But uh, you know your offense is almost kind of like you're you're passing to maybe set up to run the ball once in a while. Yeah, you know, I think our offense is unique in that way. And a lot of people, you know, when they look at our stats, they see Michael's throwing it 40 to 45 times a game. But realistically, a lot of those passes are short passes, which we, we consider extension of our run game, um, whether it's a, it, it mimics a jet toss or a jet sweep or a toss or just your, more of your edge run. We just simply do it in the air. And we think we've been more effective doing that over the years than than trying to get to the edge running the ball. So, you know, there's a misconception there of, of that we're just chucking around the stadium and making plays. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, whenever you have a opportunity with a Division One quarterback, you got to take advantage of it. And Michael's lived up to the billing. You know, he had a great season last year, and he's toppled that this year with a lot of great success again. And I know he's ready to lead us through this playoff run. Committed to St. Thomas, you know, what is it about him, uh, Troy? What 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 don't we know about him? I mean, is, is he a quarterback on the field? Is he, you know, just a great decision maker? Is he just a natural athlete? Is it is it instincts? You know, what is it about Michael Rosberg? Uh, first of all, six four two twenty helps. Yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, right. arm strength that we probably haven't seen in the state, you know, for many many years. And he can make all the throws, which most high school kids you know, can't do that. And Michael's been able to do that for two years now. So one is arm strength and two, just his, his, uh, physicality of him. But yeah, secondly, he's, he's put in the time, you know, we didn't move him to quarterback until his freshman year. He was a lineman growing up because he was always over the, the limits that FM athletics would, would allow. So, uh, you know, we saw him chucking the ball around. It's like, geez, this kid might have some talent here. So we converted him to quarterback. And, uh, so he had a lot of work to do to learn the game, learn coverages, learn how offenses work from the quarterback position. And ultimately he is a leader. You know, that's what you want with your signal caller. And Michael is that he takes command of the offense. He knows the offense in and out. He knows where the ball needs to go. And, um, you know, he's been, he's been a really good asset for us this football season. It is a a Friday night tilt, as you said, uh, as, as as Troy mentioned, uh, Brad. You've got the call on that right here on seven forty. The fan take Shanley out of the equation. I, I know that just for a second, you know West Fargo, Mandan, Davies Legacy, Century, Cheyenne. I mean, it's it easy to just to gravitate Troy to Cheyenne and say it's it's theirs to lose. But from a from an other coach's perspective, uh, take a look at that field. What do what do you see? A lot of good football teams. You know, a lot of. Uh good offensive football teams and, and then you know got some good defensive teams too but I think if you look across the board there's a lot of offenses that can score a lot of points and and a lot of rematches you know it's uh, you know with us being a statewide schedule sometimes you go into the playoffs maybe not playing an opponent you know that's the case for us with with Minot but you look at Davies you look at Davies and um, Legacy they played last week you know they're just switching locations and then obviously Cheyenne and Century they, the, their rivalry in the state title game the last three years. So that's an intriguing matchup. And then obviously Mandan and West Fargo have played, you know, so I think all in all, when there's familiarity with, with your opponent, it's, um, it's always interesting. And I think, uh, you know, the stakes are always higher. The intensity is higher than when the lights come on for a playoff game versus a regular season game. So um, like I said, it's when we, when we settle things Friday night, it's going to be interesting to see how things shake out. Got to be nice for uh, for Michael. You've got uh, you had to recruit off the basketball court, but Connor Kraft at six eight, Vu Akeem at six five. There's some big targets out in the edge for him. Yeah, no doubt, and they've uh, they've made a huge difference. And Kane Christman's part of that mix, just an athletic kid. 
you know, we're, we're a school that's not very big. We don't have a, you know, we only have 12 seniors on our roster. So we have to get our athletes out and, um, you know, coach Irwin's been a big part of that. That's been a great addition to our coaching staff, taking the lead of our, our basketball program. You know, he hasn't even blew his whistle once with our kids and he's already promoting football for us, which is huge to be able to get his athletes out to help our team. And, and we would say the same thing football wise that our football players that are basketball kids need to play multi-sports in our school because you walk up and down our hallways, we can't afford not to have our athletes playing every sport that's available to us. So to have the success we want to have at the highest level. We'll let Troy get going here in a second, but something Troy was talking about a little bit ago, that that uh, because there are no guarantees in the postseason, I called that Minot-West Fargo game and talking to Jay Gibson, who unfortunately you know, lost a couple of uh, just standout performers due to injury, so it was, was minus a, a, a lot of talent. Uh, in that game against Minot High, and Chauncey certainly wasn't overlooking by any means. Obviously, as you said, a tremendous coach, and he knew that was in West Fargo. And then, then you know, Gibby saying, you know, Jack, off the record, I mean, this is going to be tough. Well, what happens? First possession comes out, you know, Minot's moving the ball, they throw a screen, boom, big hit, fumble, West Fargo gets the ball back. Don't score, but they hold him down. Second possession, Minot comes down, hit a tight end over the cross, big hit, boom, fun, fumble. All of a sudden, first quarter ends and West Fargo's up 3 nothing, and then all of a sudden, but once again, it's a good Minot team that brings pressure, but it goes to show you, Coach, you don't know. <laughs> you just don't know what's going to happen during the course of a game. Welcome to high school kids, Right. right? You know, we go to we go to Mandan and we throw two picks in the red zone and a fumble and we're down twenty one nothing after the first quarter. Mm. Have to battle back and make it a twenty eight twenty one game with you know hopefully a chance at the end which we didn't get. But yeah, it's uh you know as it, those twelve minute quarters they seem long but they go fast. You know, possessions become a little more limited in the playoffs and um, those games go fast and you got to maximize every opportunity you get when you got the football and make sure you're taking care of it because. Yeah, I mean, you could go through the history. You guys have called enough games where turnovers or special teams or those momentum swings become just pivotal in any playoff game, and, and we don't expect anything different this year. It's, uh, you know, you just got to line up, let your kids make plays, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll have more plays than Minot does on Friday. Kind of ready to go for this now. It's only Wednesday. Now. I know. I'm, this I'm is going to be fun. Let's listen to Troy. Like, let's, let's, can we play this tonight, tomorrow? We, yeah, right, and I think it. at A, too, like I said, it kind of part of, your, or part of your hearts at Fargo South, too, and, I mean, you could have – you know, if they get past Dickinson, you're going to have maybe North and South or a Valley City and South. I mean, that uh, that 11A class is uh, Oof, wide open, too. I love it. Hey, Troy, I let you go. Are, are you a coach that allows music in the locker room? And if so, is it is it all from the group Asia, 1980s music? <laughs> um, no, it's not. I do allow it. or And I couldn't even tell you what the music is in the locker room because, one, it's so dang loud you can't even understand it. But I can definitely report back to you on what it is. But I do know that our, our pregame list that goes over the stadium has a lot of 80s music in it with Bon Jovi. And, there we uh, go. Okay. To bring back to my to my Waro days. Um, <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. That's I just don't want the '80s to be lost on oh, uh, no, stadium. Never. Okay, and I knew Shanley would be hip to that. That's that's good on that. All right, great set, Troy. It's always a treat talking. Best of luck to you, by the way. It's going to be a fantastic game, and I'm glad that we've got it here on the fan. Uh, good luck on Friday night, buddy. All right, guys, and I appreciate all the coverage you get high high school sports. Uh, it doesn't go unnoticed, and I know our kids appreciate it, and we do as well. So yeah. take care. Bless you. Thank you, Troy. Troy Matter, head coach of the Shanley Deacons, joining us today on 740 The Fan. That's a 6 p.m. kickoff, Brad? Uh, 6 o'clock. All right, I have a text here. Actually, Shannon Schweigert coming through. Uh, uh, Shanley beat Minot in 2008 at Minot. His son, Andy, had a pick six. Okay. 
And from the text club, going back to your uh, about underdog, yep. how about Fargo North? Ooh, when was the last time I they have won it all? And do they ever have a shot again with the lack of growth in well, North Fargo, Fargo North? I know won it in they beat Bismarck in a, like a couple decades ago, maybe thousand. Yeah, forty three twenty two. Um, okay, yeah. So there, that's a good call on North, and that's going to be whoever wins that game. That's going to be a. Uh, that's going to be a head knocker with Valley. In North Va- and Valley's, and Valley's another one, too. Valley made it in 2008. I think Derek Elliott was the star tailback for the Highliners, and then it went on to VCSU. It's a great call. What did um, Troy just say, though? A big school, Shanley? Did he 83. say 83? Like Bruce. 39 years I, ago? I would have to ask Mrs. Anderson, of course, is a, uh, is a Deacon graduate. That's probably when Bruce Larson might have been coaching at Shanley. Wow. It's far before I was coaching the basketball programs. At, so, uh, that's a, but yeah, it's 83, because, yeah, they had the run in two-way there for a number of years. But, yeah, as far as the big school goes. Wow. So I, yeah, Shannon Schwager, thank you, Shannon. I, I, that, that's one right. That'll probably hit him right in the mid. He knows that. Good, knowledgeable guy. But, yeah, it's good. you've got North and Valley City, and if South takes care of business, you're going to have you, – you might have a North-South game potentially to go to State or go to the Dakota Bowl or even Valley City, too. That would be uh, a lot of fun. I um I know we got a break uh, on this too, but when you look at the uh, what now is the eleven B here, Kindred, Langdon area, Langdon area, Langdon area, Hillsborough Central, HCV, right? It's like yeah. some of the usual suspects right there uh, on that going in. Uh, if you just joined us, I asked the question: Minnesota, North Dakota. Who, if you're going to choose an underdog, one that hasn't won in a while or ever. Uh, who would that be on either side of the border? That's that's the question we threw today on the text club at three five two seven zero. Troy Mattern, our guest today, Hanley, head coach at Shannon. We come back. He's a looker. Darren Looker, we're coming to you live from the Gunderson Jewelers Studio. OMG! Oh my, Gunderson's make it easy to say I do with a custom designed wedding ring. Gunderson's uptown in Maine, West Fargo, or Gunderson's.com. Back with D Looker coming up next on seven forty. The fan. Wednesday edition, Jack Michael Show, Brad Anderson uh, with you uh, today. Big shout out, you know, those of you that tune in uh, from uh, working the fields, I think mean, a lot of folks are out there, and I know on the weekends, whether you're out hunting or whatever, you got 740 the fan on. So I'm going to spend uh, send a special shout out to the boys at Mitchell Farms in Erie, North Dakota, in western Cass County, tuning in today, finishing up the corn harvest. And the boys are, are tuning in on the tractor and the trucks, working hard. Uh, big shout out to uh, Jay Mitchell and the crew working hard tuning in today. The uh, Braden is the uh, quarterback for the squirrels. How about that? Yeah. Uh, and we found out earlier that Central Cass. And he's a heck of a baseball player. Good ball player, Braden good athlete, can, right? Braden can hit the ball. He's and how long good. has it been since uh, Central Cass? 1980. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's the underdog. So, yeah, there you go. Good to have you on board. Uh, Darren Looker. Has never been an underdog. He's a top dog. He's he's a, he's a big runner, front runner, and he's a looker. And uh, good to have Darren with us today, too. And I spend the weekends with football, unless Darren's doing hockey, which he was last weekend. Uh, turns out, D-Look, uh, you and Tim Hennessy had a little bit of fun. Uh, that's about as good as it gets, isn't it, the uh, the Minnesota-North Dakota series? Two overtime games, right, Darren? Anything better, Jack, would have to come with a warning from the Surgeon General. That was uh, absolutely outstanding there on uh, Friday and Saturday night at Mary Gucci Arena. Unbelievable. If you're, a, if you're a hockey fan, and specifically, I guess, a North Dakota fan, that, that went down to the cities and took that series in, and knowing full well that in a couple of days you're maybe flying out to, to Vegas for the Hall of Fame, that's not a bad couple of weekends, Darren, by the way. No, certainly not. You could uh, you could do a lot worse for less. And I tell you what, the the support that UND had in Minneapolis was incredible. 
Uh, and it's only going to wrap up this weekend as uh, they get ready to descend on uh, Las Vegas here over the next couple of days, get ready for that big game Saturday night. You know, we tend to tend to ask, you know, in any game, you know, and, and certainly specifically when we talk hockey, you know, whether it's a conference game or what this means for pairwise and rankings and all that. Well, this weekend in Las Vegas, you know, you, you got all the, the usual things over there. But what is this weekend all about, Darren, from your perspective? To me, it's the fans. Um, it, it really is. Uh, can't say that the game's an afterthought, but the game's definitely a good way to kind of just culminate the uh, culminate the weekend. But uh, and and from a team standpoint, they'll have their eyes locked in on Arizona State Saturday night. But uh, for the fan base, just a chance to get together and, and experience another one of these outstanding destination games, and and just to add to the stories, really what uh, what makes it all worth it. Brad, like Darren, you're 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 one of our. I always say one of our resident hockey gurus over here. Is it too early to start getting so specific about UND and projecting them? We're, we're, we're too oh, early. I think, you I, haven't even you know sniffed the conference schedule yet. Right. You know, it is kind of fun to see you know what the what the Gophers did with UND and what like you had Duluth and Mankato and they split. Mankato drilled Duluth the first night, and then Duluth comes back and and wins. And I mean, it's fun. I think just to kind of look at those games. In you know whether they do make a you know make a run as far as the pairwise rankings go, but uh, I mean you know a lot of teams haven't gotten into their conference schedule yet. So. You know, Darren, to that point, when you're close to a program as you are, um, you you maybe don't see immediately the identity, but you can form a projected identity of a club. Have you been able to do that with with Brad's team this year? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think you know, and going back to Brad's point on the pairwise kind of a rule that I try to follow is I always say you don't look at the pairwise until after Christmas, but you can certainly talk about it in October because now with the way conference alignment is, everybody front loads their non-conference series and they are very impactful in the pairwise. So North Dakota is coming off of a stretch here where you had Quinnipiac at home, Minnesota on the road, where you have two top 10 powers, of course, Minnesota number one in the country uh, coming in and out of last weekend. And and to me, they're, they're a couple of really close to, if not finished products. Um, I think North Dakota, this identity is, is going to be uh, hard and heavy, hard skill, as, as Coach Barry likes to mention it. Um, and you're, you're seeing it. I think they've got uh, a couple of pieces up front that they'd like to get in place. Uh, they've got, the, you know, you look at the top six, uh, the top two forward lines. of You've got a couple of good pieces in place there, just trying to find the third one. Um, they've got some, you know, some work to do yet uh, on really rounding into everything. But I think uh, Coach Bob Mosco said it best uh, in one of our interviews last weekend. He said, you don't have to, you don't really have to watch a lot of film on North Dakota because not much changes, just mm. uh, the names above the numbers. And and I think this is a club that's uh, that's no different, that uh, they're going to be skilled and they're going to play a hard, heavy game. It's not that this school doesn't have to, you know, pound the payment in the recruiting and all of that, but, you know, it's, it's the finest facility in the United States of America, it it is a program that has a rich history, a fan base that is second to none. Now you start sprinkling in Hall of Fame games, whether you're going to Las Vegas or Nashville. It's well coached. You're treated well. A lot is expected of you. But as that relates to to getting those players in, Darren, I mean, you still got to you got to press to get those players, right? I mean, it's not like you could just roll out, show pictures of everything in the schedule, and say, right, you want to play here, right? Right. Yeah, you're not just going to hold up a card that says, "Hi, we're North Dakota. We'll take you now." Um, you're competing <laughs> with a lot of powers, and and I think you know, to me, in in my opinion, it's you have to have the right fit for the culture. 
Um, guys know that North Dakota does things a certain way, and, and there has to be some fit on that end as well. Um, and you see it, you know, every program's got high-end skill uh, programs with, you know, you can allude to the draft picks, things like that, but it's just really that North Dakota knows that uh, there's more to it than that, and I think that's what really makes it go hand-in-hand. Hand. Guys that come here are, are here because they want to be here, and, and they know that, uh, you know, everything uh, is run first rate. It's really run like an NHL program, uh, top to bottom, and, and it really just meshes well, but like you said, there's got to be uh, there's got to be a fit on both ends, I think. You know, the guy that got the winner, uh, I, he was a fan favorite here when he played you know, the USHL for the Force and Mark Sendon, and he's the same type of player for for UND that he was at um, for Fargo. He was the year that when they won the Clark Cup. I mean, it's just it, he's just a grinder, and he just you know he, he's maybe not a superstar, but he does all the he does all the you know the little things, and he does them well. And it was great to see him get uh, get the winner on Saturday. Yeah, guy works hard, uh, has that skill, and just you know brings all of the elements. And I'm a big believer that if uh, if a team's successful, it takes on the identity of its captain. And this is a North Dakota team, and Mark Sen, and that's uh, that's 100 percent it. I think it's uh, you know, and, and what better guy to have leading this team here for a couple of years? Excited to be back with the, the circumstances that allowed him to be back, and just uh, listening to him Saturday night after that overtime winner, and just uh, kind of knowing that that's going to radiate and resonate through the team as uh, they get ready for this weekend. It's uh, it's huge, no doubt. Drew DeRitter, uh, did I read somewhere he posted, uh, I think it was 34, 35 saves in back-to-back games that hasn't been done. Uh, uh, Cam Johnson, going back a few right, right, Darren? Yep, go back a few years. He, uh, he for whatever reason, however you want to choose to look at it, saw a lot of that with uh, the Michigan State team that he was at. They gave up a ton of shots. But he has been outstanding his uh, his entire career, and he was uh, at times and, and and more times than uh, than not North Dakota's best player this weekend. Uh, really, just kind of kept them kept them in it as uh, the game swung back and forth, uh, momentum wise, both nights. He was uh, he was about the one thing that was calm in uh, in otherwise uh, chaotic environment. Oh, what a what a scene that was at Mariucci at 3M at Mariucci last weekend, and what a scene it's going to be at T-Mobile. It, it, you said it's more than a hockey. Uh, last thing for you, Darren Looker, our guest today from the University of North Dakota uh, broadcast team, Tim Hennessy, Travis Dunn in-house, Darren Looker, what a great crew, and, and more. But outside of the hockey, I mean, it's not going to be like a scene out of the hangover, right? I mean, like, it's going to, you know, they're probably at conventions and alumni and, and in various meetings. I'm sure it's Vegas, so, I mean, period. I mean, it's Vegas. But what what do we not know that, that happens during these these special games? Just, uh, I think just the way that the North Dakota fan base takes over. It's uh, it's pretty special. It's hard to, it's hard to describe it. We've seen it. Uh, I've been fortunate enough now this will be, the fourth one for me, going with uh, Winnipeg, Las Vegas, the first time Nashville last year, and and uh, and Vegas now coming up this weekend. Uh, so much is made of it, and you as you hear it, if you haven't experienced, you think, okay, at some point this has to be made up, and it it really isn't. It's it's very special that uh, you look at uh, this North Dakota fan base, the way they're going to take over the strip on uh, Thursday night, Fremont Street. They'll take it over Friday night and and completely pack T-Mobile on Saturday. It's uh, it really, uh, for something that you don't think can live up to the billing, it definitely does. And then so, it is a. Uh, by the way, I was I was downloading. And I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz like Heidkamp before he leaves on Vegas trivia. <clears throat> but uh, 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 how long would it take for a single person to spend one night in every hotel room? In Las Vegas. Now that that was my trivia question for Joel 
And uh, I'll throw that again. I'll give you the, everybody the answer here. But if you think about it and put it in your head, roughly how long would it take for a single person, Darren Looker, to spend one night in every hotel room in Las Vegas? By the way, Darren, the answer is in years. <laughs> would you want to take a shot? <laughs> I would just say this. It would be definitely longer than my lifetime, but what a way to go. <laughs> 288 years. That's <laughs> our, one night in one room in every hotel room in Las Vegas. That is insane how Vegas is absolutely just absolutely blown up. Uh, the puck drops at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm just kidding. Like 9.07, right, uh, Darren? I think that's a day on, on Saturday night. Yep, 9.07 local time, so uh, after you get that UND win over Abilene Christian, take a power nap, there you set go. an alarm for 7.30, 8 o'clock Saturday night, get back up, and we'll do it all over again. You know me, partner. Uh, probably not, I, don't, I don't do much of the sleep thing, so I'll just I'll, I'll just have a baked potato after the football game. Well, that's, my your, ritual. that's your peak time of night, isn't that, it? That's so. I'm just hitting my <laughs> yeah. second wind. I'll be, I'll, be locking, <laughs> I'll be locking into the boys uh, by the time that 8.30 pregame gets underway. That's that's candy. Like Maury Wills, you say, what do you think you're playing with, children? children? <laughs> we'll be just that's locking. right, that's... Uh... That's right in that AM radio wheelhouse time for you, so that'll, oh. be, uh, that'll be right up the alley. <laughs> Enjoy, man. And, and look, we did an entire segment with Darren Looker. Never once mentioned Arizona State, so sorry about that, Arizona State. I, I mean, do it's going to be a hockey game, right? I mean, not just roll the puck out and win here, right? Right. It'll be a hockey game. Uh, North Dakota fans, of course, uh, know how the, the game worked, uh, worked out last year with the Penn State getting the win. And, yeah, it's not uh, North Dakota doesn't get the Washington Generals for this uh for this weekend, it's uh, they'll be a good opponent. They'll give a good game, and fans will definitely be in for a treat Saturday night at T-Mobile Arena. Fantastic. Got to do it again soon, buddy. Thanks for the time, Zoni. Keep up the great work, Darren, and we'll talk to you soon, partner. You bet, guys. Thanks for having me. You Take bet. Care. Darren Looker right there, University of North Dakota, uh, not only on our broadcast uh, uh, with football, but certainly uh, with with hockey, too, and, and Tim Hennessy, Travis Dunn. Dunn. Travis will be in, in uh, back here in, in the Valley. Uh, Darren and Tim on the road there in Las Vegas, 9.07. 9.07 at Puck Drop Central Time uh, at uh, T-Mobile. Big thanks to Troy Matter uh, joining us today. Uh, and, and D. Look, uh, Brad's getting ready for... Uh, you know, football too this weekend. You got the trifecta this weekend again, Friday, don't you? Saturday, and Sunday. Look at you. We got the Wildcats trying to get to the uh, <laughs> MCAC final on uh, Sunday. You had to refuse that cornhole championship that you were going to broadcast I, I, in. Uh, I, I kind of have to. I have to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> yeah. My wife needs me at home. I cannot. <laughs> it requires that I at least be home at least one night a week. <laughs> Stick around. Uh, more coming up. Uh, common man around the corner, and uh, the week is certainly far from over on the Jack Michael Show. Lots of good stuff coming. Uh, up tomorrow as well. Stick around. Common Man is next at 740 The Fan.